This is the Word of God from the household of David Church. It is a message designed to raise men after God's own heart. Listen and be blessed. Let's read the Word of God together this morning. Let's read John chapter, 12, chapter 8 verse 12. John 8 12 together. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. Paul was in the prison and he wrote to people. He said, rejoice. I say unto you again, rejoice. What's somebody in prison telling free men to rejoice? Because joy has nothing to do with the external. It's a decision. It's one of the fruits of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace, patience, self-control. If you are born again and the fruits are really growing. Actually, the Bible doesn't say fruits. The Bible says fruits. The fruit of the spirit is, not the fruits of the spirit are. Because it is one woman's spirit yielding the fruits. Yeah. Hallelujah. So when you are born again, that recreated woman's spirit, your spirit that is born of God has these fruits growing. And one of the fruits is joy. It bubbles from within, regardless of the external circumstances. Amen. That's why it's called joy unspeakable. Then Jesus, then speak Jesus again unto them, saying, Let's read it together. What's the next word? Hey, let's read it with life. Again. Go on. Can you say amen? Amen. Hallelujah. There are two lights mentioned here. I am the light of the world. Jesus is the light. He said, if anyone follows me, he will have the light of light, life. That's another light. The first one is a person. The second one is understanding the systems of this world. There is something called the light of the world. When you don't have it, the world will be dark to you. That is when you hear statements like, I'm confused. I don't know what to do. I don't know where to go. Jesus gave a promise. He that follows me we have the understanding of life. Hallelujah. Life will not be a mystery to somebody who follows Christ. That's what he's saying. All that matters is to follow him. And he will teach you how to understand the world. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Okay. And then before we take our seat, let's we come back to this one. Let's read what we've been reading before. Ephesians chapter 6. You, everybody in the church should know that by now. Amen. You see, we are talking about overcoming the forces of darkness and we've come a long way identifying what forces of darkness are, what the Bible says about them and we've been moving for about three weeks now. Now, look at what the Bible says Ephesians chapter 6, where we started from. Let's start from verse 10. Glory to God. And last week I talked about the most important warfare which is the battle of your mind and the words of your mouth. And that those are avenues through demons. People don't know. In attempting to stop evil spirit, they are fighting forces that they don't have planned fight, business fighting. 21 days on the mountain, 30 days, and this spirit and this spirit and some call the names of the demon. If I saw one, I just, every week I've been seeing funny videos. I saw one where doing deliverance for somebody and they were beating the person with a chair. But Jesus Christ did not say all these things. So I told you, warfare is inside. So the Bible said the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty to God in pulling that world strongholds. And people quote that against demons. 
It has nothing to do with demons. Oh, you strong words in my father's house. Oh, you strong words. That's not what the Bible is saying. So the anointing will not work because you are misapplying it. The strong word the Bible is talking about is inside you. Not a demon around. It talks about philosophies, ideologies, thoughts that are contrary to the thoughts of Jesus Christ. They are the avenues through the enemies coming to your life. So the Bible says we cast down every imagination. Imagination is not a demon, it's a thing inside. And he said we bring every thought to the obedience of Christ. We arrest every thought. These thoughts are always straying. They lead people astray. There's a direction I want to go this morning. We want to see from here. My brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his mind. Next verse. Verse 11. Thank you. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against what? What is the meaning of wiles? Tricks. Another word. Devices. Another word. Strategies. Another word. Where is my English master? Okay. <laughs> Give me another word. <laughs> this guy is something else when it comes to English. You should go to his page on Facebook. Almost five, six days, he corrects every day English we use and he will show you that it's wrong. See, I, I've stopped reading because you have confused me. <laughs> if you set an exam, I will never write the exam. <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. And actually, when you check the dictionary, it's always right. We use many words and they are wrong. And it's always putting them on Facebook. It will say this, I'm a graduate of all the common words that we use. It's amazing. If you want to learn English, who comes to his page on Facebook? He does it every day, bringing out common English we use, and then you find out something. Amen. Thank God for, for not making you a teacher. <laughs> There's no hope any student. <laughs> Amen. Are, are you following me? <laughs> Glory to God. Hallelujah. Now the Bible said the wiles of the devil. Mm. Now you can have your seat. God bless you. And we have looked at some of the wiles, some of the tricks. I want to look at another one today, which the Spirit of God called my attention to, and it's very important. Still in the area of thoughts. Wiles of the devil. Hallelujah. Wiles of the devil. Tricks. On Wednesday I told them how Satan will make something ugly to look beautiful. Because temptation by its nature, when you focus on any wrong thing for too long, it begins to look right. Eve was in the garden for we don't know how long. The Bible is silent about Adam's age and the wife's age started counting after the fall. So before they ate the fruit, there was no record of how old they were or how long they had been in the garden until they ate the fruits. But you see, um, for whatever number of days or years before they had the fruit, they never saw the fruit as beautiful. But as the serpent began to talk to Eve, the Bible says she looked at the tree. Satan made it. He has an anointing, a charisma, that he can smear. He can put it on something ugly and make it look beautiful. People have seen situations where um, maids were brought into the house. When this housemaid came into the house, she looked like riffraff. I'm just in quotes. But they've seen a situation whereby the man of the house has had sex with the same girl. 
he begins to look at her. All of a sudden, she begins to look beautiful. When you put your eyes where you ought not to put it, Satan will make it look beautiful. There's a way you can begin to think about those who take money in the office. And it begins to look like a smart idea. Once it can command your attention, it makes something bad look good. And you are attracted. But then there is an area I want to look at today. Why do people make wrong choices? When you talk about the destruction that the enemy wrought in people's life, it's not that when he fires the arrow, you know, he comes into the house and somebody that this one. No. Many times, it tricks people into making a wrong decision. And once they do, their walls come down. There's no defense again. And one thing after the other, things are going. I, I want to prayerfully about the Spirit guide us into that the Lord's prayer. We prayed yesterday. Lead us not into temptation and deliver us from evil. Hallelujah. I want to look at just two guys this morning. Amen. Amen. If you don't begin to put your thought life and your decision making pattern. Oh, one of the operations of darkness in some people's life is that they already have a mindset that is prone to making erroneous decisions. And they will never see that it's right until it is too late. Why do people waste money, lose money in investment? For some, it's so terrible that some people just don't make a right choice. If you are like that, I'm speaking to those who are here and those who are listening to me. You know, an external person will think it's all about the physical. See, there is a temptation that when you are fine and you are held by God to always, uh, until you begin to understand that there is something that is called wisdom of the just. Luke chapter 1 verse 17. There is something that is called wisdom of the just. That word wisdom, there is more of the mindset of the just. There is a way, some people are wired up, that when they think, they arrive at the right conclusion and take the right decision. Some people is the opposite, no matter what. But then you say sometimes, hallelujah, it shall go before him in the spirit and power of Elisha to turn the art of the father to the children and the disobedience to the wisdom of the just. There is a group of people that they are called the disobedient. Not because they are doing something wrong necessarily, but the Bible says that uh, uh, they are away from the wisdom of the just. So it says when he comes, he will turn the disobedient. One of the things that Christ has come to do is to turn the disobedient to the wisdom of the just. If that adjustment does not happen inside, their decisions will always be wrong. You know, in my life, I told, I told them yesterday, the Lord started bringing this to my attention. From when I was young till this, I have seen pastors who were part of a ministry and they were celebrities there. Everybody, one happened in a particular church in Lagos not too long ago. It's as if the guy was the pillar of the church. In fact, people adore him more than the general overseer of the church. He would teach and it was so, such a blessing. One day he heard a voice. One of the greatest problems of our generation is quoting that God said. God hasn't spoken to too many people because God is not a parrot. Are you following me? Until he heard the voice, a leading that led him to step out and start something. Now it started about seven years ago and it's been one calamity after the people like that. 
Either he repents and he goes back or he turns to dark powers because he doesn't want shame. But the idea is that he's already out of God. What, what calculates men? And I'm going to, we are going to look at down to people making business decisions. I remember uh, this one happened in one of the popular churches here, known for the word, word church. The guy with two kids and his wife just decided that he was going to relocate like every other person to Canada, America, which one? And he got there. And after about one year, six months of being there, he called the wife and he said, you know what? I found my wife. You better look for another man. And he was such a faithful brother here. If Satan can get believers any other way, in making wrong decisions, it will make people pay. And we're going to look at this example. Let's check Father David. First Samuel, Second Samuel 24. 2 Samuel 24. Are you following me? Second yes. Samuel 24. Let's read something that happened here. Verse 1, 2 Samuel 24. Praise the Lord. You see, at the time, David had finished fighting all battles and it seemed to be okay now. He was already getting old now. He conquered Saul's family. And then, when all of them died, that was left. Eventually, Ishmael died. Abner came to make peace with David. Abner died. Joab rebelled against David. A lot happened. Absalom stood against his father. Absalom died. David killed all the giants. The remaining uh, of uh, Goliath's kindred, they were killed by mighty men of David. And now, just about the end of his life, the Bible says, and the anger of the Lord kindled against Israel. And he moved against David. He moved David to say, go number Israel and Judah. I do have time. If you read the result of this, when he numbered them, then an angel of destruction appeared. Because God said to David, why did you number the people? He said, you have three options. Famine. You flee before your enemy. Or, what's the third one? Uh, death. And, ah, <laughs> David was wise. He said, Lord, let me fall into your hand. I know you are merciful. He said, because the other two options will mean that men will deal with me. He said, men are terrible. They will overdo it. He said, but I know that as soon as you start dealing with me, your mercy will rise above judgment. Because mercy will always try over judgment. And truly, God said that, oh, you are my anointed, but I will discipline you. So the angel of destruction came over Jerusalem and people were dying. And the angel was about, Jerusalem was next online to be destroyed. And God told the angel that, no, there's something about God not wanting to do evil. Amen. You know, that was what Jonah said. When God sent him to Nineveh, Jonah wasn't a bad man. His reputation was what was paining him. He felt that after giving the message of doom, then God will now change his mind and God will pardon the people. And was he right? He was right. So when Nineveh did not born after three days, he stood on the mountain and said that, well, this was what I said in the first place. That I can't run errands for you. I know you. If it's about, you ask me to go and tell somebody that they will die. After a while, you will say that you have changed your mind. So don't send me that kind of message. Send me to those that you have said they will die and they must die. <laughs> that, that was what the guy said. No, no. He said, well, I don't, don't change your mind. And he was right because God changed his mind and pardoned Nineveh. So here, this happened. God said, it is enough. Stay now thy hand. And the angel was by the truth. Anyway, that's... But I just wanted the verse 1. Now, let's read First Chronicles 21. The same story. Now, note here, the Bible said that God was angry with Israel and moved David. But who really moved David? Because in Old Testament, every evil thing was attributed to God. 
It is when you study very well that you understand that it is not God. Are you following me? Religion has a way of asking that it's holding God responsible for every evil thing. But it's not so. Amen. Now, the same story. Look at how this version says it. And Satan stood up against Israel and provoked David to number Israel. So who made him to number the people? Hallelujah. When you think of how many people died in one day, what made David to number the people? They were not preparing for battle. What made these thoughts to cross it? What made this thing to come into him? The Bible tells us the originator, Satan, he provoked him. He arranged some thoughts that made David to say, okay, you know what? I want to know how many were, and he got into trouble. But I want us to look at a deeper story. Ruth chapter 1. Hallelujah. Are you following me? Praise the Lord. Amen. He will guide you. Say with a loud voice, the Lord is my shepherd. Say it again. Jesus said, my sheep heareth my voice. John 8.12. No, that's, that's John 10. John 10. He said, but they will not follow a stranger. I think in verse 5 it says that, uh, uh, that they will not. I want a place where it talks about stranger. Give me John 10.5. Let me see. Hallelujah. Are you following me? Strangers. Yeah, thank you. And a stranger they will not follow. But they will flee from him. For they know not the voice of a stranger. There are voices in this world. And they move people away from the wisdom of the just. But in the name of Jesus Christ, you will not follow the voice of a stranger. Amen. Are you following me? Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. See, we can, I will say something in second service. We can dwell a whole lot on that stuff. The voice of a stranger. Before I conclude, I'm about to, I just want to show you something. Just hold it there. I'll come back here. Can you give me um, 2 Timothy chapter 2 verse 18? 2 Timothy chapter 2 verse 18. I want to show you something. 2 Timothy 2. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Look at this. Let's start from 17. But 18 is where I'm going. 17. And their words will hit like and their words we eat as canker, of whom is Arminius and Philetus. Verse 18. Who concerning the truth have held, saying that resurrection is past already, and overthrow the faith of some. Ah. <laughs> they were in a church, but there were two guys outside, Arminius and Philetus. It's amazing that there are two men on radio station also now, overthrowing the faith of some. It's amazing. On the internet, certain men come with voices and they overthrow the faith. Let me say this to everybody. And I want you to hear me very well. Second service, I'm going to talk about the deception when it comes to... Because what we are dealing with is overcoming darkness. And it is light that overcomes darkness. We are going to share some truth about making sure that there are no demonic intervention in your finances. That's where I want to go second service, because I've been instructed to go that way. And we are going to start from, I hope to be very brief, within the time we have second service, law of diligence, and I'm going to talk about how a Christian ought to be excellent in what you do. And I'm also talking about the place of the anointing over your finances. If you are not, that is why all the noisemakers cannot deliver into people what they need. 
the whole idea is that you cannot one of the deceptions is to walk away from the truth revealed in god's word about any subject matter as these people were listening to paul amanias and philetus two guys just showed up and the two people that i see resurrection is an old story that that one is gone i don't know the kind of church they were thinking of where resurrection should not be taught they said that it's an old scheme that they used to make people to repent of sin. Just went. And the Bible said they overthrew the faith of some. Some people surrendered. They believe in it and they lost their faith. Their faith, and I see, you, you know me already, that we, we are not after anybody's resources here. All over the world, the faith of many Christians has been overthrown. In what Bible says about finances by many Philetos and Armenians who are developing around the world, who add nothing to your destiny. But to overthrow your faith and trick you away. Do you know that there are many Christians who are no more titans, who are no more givers because they listen to Amanus and Philetus? The Bible says their words will hit like canker. Yes. See, the Bible sees the present, past, and future. There's nothing happening here that did not happen in the, in the Bible days. Somebody led these people to Christ. Somebody started sharing the word of God with them. All of a sudden, Amanus and Philetus appear from nowhere. Went on the internet and started telling people that resurrection is past. Don't, don't mind all those resurrection things. And there are many Amenos. Do you, you understand? Do you, have you come across Philetos and Amenos nowadays? There are many of them. You understand what I'm saying? They, they don't usually pastor anywhere, but they tell you how what they are teaching you in the church is wrong. And now they are the custodian of the truth. And your sick, they don't pray for. They don't add anything to anybody. Their job is just to tell you that what they are saying is wrong. It is gone. And I said, it's not affecting many people, but out there, I see many Christians who don't know the word of God. Their faith has been overthrown. One of the reasons I want to do this second, second thing, the, 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 and I will start on this, the problem of the church is that we move from one extreme to another extreme. When people teach that sowing and giving is the way to prosperity, that's an incomplete truth. Many people teach that downplay the place of investment. You becoming very good at what you do. Saving money and all those things. We don't so much talk about them. Now, those who talk about that one, they come as if the only one and say that don't mind those who are telling you to give. Anytime Christian will combine it. to so balance is difficult to achieve. And it's what makes great people, what makes them great. Are you following me? Yes, Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Are you following me? And we are going to look at the Bible service because I see, you know, I see, I see very clearly in my spirit. The end time, I think I told you yesterday, the end time agenda, the harvest of the end time will not only come by evangelism, it will also come by the power of influence. Christians will need to occupy, I was telling him on phone yesterday, at the time when the Catholics locked the Bible, I'm not saying anything, that was the Catholic, they're not the one now. When they locked the Bible in monasteries and nobody had access to the Bible, the only reason why you have a Bible now is that there was somebody called King James. He was a king and he had soldiers on time. So when he took the Bible, nobody could question him. We need men in a place of authority to help do certain things. Prayer will unlock some doors through certain men in place of authority. Are you getting what I'm saying? He took Cyrus to order Israel to go back. He was the only one that could do that because he was the president of presidents. When Ezra and Nehemiah were going back to their town, it was the king that ordered that they should allow them to go and they should give them timber. You know the truth of the matter? God did not even give the dream of the famine coming to Joseph. 
Joseph brought the interpretation, but the dream was given to Pharaoh. If God shows, if God shows you a dream of what will happen in Nigeria now, if you do have resources, what will you do about it? If it had been, it only Pharaoh could build silos for them to keep food. See, God is intelligent. So it was Pharaoh that saw the dream. Joseph told him the meaning. Because it was Pharaoh that will command food to be stored. He was the one in that auto place of authority to make that happen. God reckons with men in authority. Hallelujah. I, I've been sharing with leader later on that road not too long ago that contrary to how people attack church, churches do a lot on charity. But see, charity, we, not, we still need men to get to the place of policy making. Oh, are you, are you following me? Yes, if you don't have men planted where policies are being made, nothing will change. Nothing will change. And hopelessness is rising in our society. I drive a lot because of nature. When I, I drive a lot in the middle of Sometimes 1 a.m. I'm on the road. An average of four times in a week, I drive 12, 31 a.m. And I'm beginning to see more and more boys on the road. Now, taking marijuana is funny. Some of them were looking at me like this. Almost 20 they right by the roadside, somewhere around, or somewhere not too far from me. In the night. And where are the security men? Somebody here, they just, this guy just go down somewhere and then they took a knife and they're going to, he dodged like the knife went this way and they ran away. And then they said, leave him alone. They could have just killed the boy like that for nothing. One broke our heart yesterday. And we might talk about that at the end of the day. Bradjo was killed yesterday. Brajon is one of was one of us. You know Brajon, full of joy, very lively. And they went to his bakery and they shot him yesterday. And and you know for three hours he was still alive or two hours plus after he was. But to get a proper hospital on time, if I could rejected him and by the time he got to last week, he finally gave up. And when he was leaving, if I could, he was still talking. Imagine you know that's why see this is not to react emotionally, but the truth of the matter is that. One of the things where we know we are deficient in the church is that we don't generally have long-term plans. People will see billions in someone's compound, say this one, bullion, and everything, and they won't talk about it. But they will raise their voice against the church. Until people from the house will step up. That's why we need the power of influence. And many of you need to rise. I'm telling you. I say rising. You'll know that the men that are holding the society in Nigeria don't do it just by sense alone. Many of them are deeply rooted in spiritual stuff. That is why to think that as a Christian, you will have a landslide victory I said, without being spiritual is an illusion. There is nobody that is mega rich in the world. Write it down. That is not spiritual. Go and check very well. Check very well. The history of billionaires in America, I have read. Why do they have lodge? Why do they have Freemason? Why do they have all those things? And this is where Christians act foolishly. And listen to steps to making wealth. And you've read it ten times, you've not made your wealth. Don't you know by now there's eight steps? They don't they, they refuse to tell you number eight. They don't tell anybody. You think anybody will put his own his real secret inside books? How many books have you read? And have you become a millionaire? So I say I survey the market, we move, we do that. You've read it, read it, read it, it's not working for you. They have not told you that it runs on something else. Those principles are true. But there's also something that sustains them from within. For us, it is kingdom principle. Hallelujah. Amen. If you have been the same, you, 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 at that point where you have no trust for leadership or the people, why don't you just leave? But we cannot go against what the Bible says. Hallelujah. So we will look at that. Maybe second step. There is a place of diligence. That's the starting point. The anointing does not come upon lazy people. 
There is a place of being excellent. You must understand what you are doing. You must read. Because the Bible says the natural force then is supernatural. And that's 1 Corinthians 15, 46. That's the truth. Daniel first of all read literatures before the supernatural came. Imagine they say somebody is a doctor. He never went to medical school, but the Holy Spirit speaks to him on how to operate people. Will you carry your wife when she's pregnant to the person? You want the one that went to medical school that God is also speaking to. Uh-huh, that one makes more sense. Is that right? Yes, and so they said this one, he never went to school. But when he looks at <laughs> that he can perform so then he said this one he went to school, but it's also very supernatural. You will go to the second one. Are you following what I'm saying? This is very important. Oh, dear Lord Jesus. Is someone blessed? Yes, sir. Let's read look like roots and then we close. I, I just had to say this. Oh, if you're not the sound of my voice, the Lord gives us grace to start wherever we are. Do not accept the lies of the devil when it comes to finances. Don't. Hallelujah. This is why you have a Bible in your house to open and check what is true. Amen. Hallelujah. I see great things coming from your life. In Jesus' name. I see God strategically position you in places. In the name of Jesus Christ. The nation will change in your time. When I drive around, I see sport complexes everywhere. You know, I am never, I'm sorry if, if this is wrong. May the Lord forgive me. Honestly, many of you know, I have never stopped anybody this way from traveling where they say they want to travel. Because honestly, if I was not sent on an assignment by God, I go abroad a lot. I look around. I have never spent more than 15 days abroad in all my travelings. No matter how wonderful the journey is, after many of you know by now, after eight, nine days, I come back home no matter what. I can go to America six times just because I'm not going to stay away two Sundays. But when I'm there, I have friends there. The last time I was there, my friend rented a five-star hotel for me. There were the people that was their pastor on campus. Now he works with all company abroad, just finished his PhD. They gave me a place. They asked me to stay for as long as possible. Hotels where you send white men on an errand. They pay for me there to stay there. Where those who are serving you food are wearing overall suit and the rest. Is it not beautiful to stay in that kind of place? And when, when you are not the one paying, the person pays say you can stay for as long as possible. But my heart is on the mission here. But when anybody tells me that they are trapped, they are relocated, I have never stopped anybody. Because when you look at the situation, that's why I'm praying that people should rise. They should rise. As I see these boys at every night, as as are people not seeing them? Hmm. Glory to God. We, we praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I've been in a building in Ibadan before. Even walking on the fourth floor, I could tell that this building was so far. The governor there took all the unable to live. They were fighting the governor. Of course, you see, poverty makes people do... Oh, oh God. What wanted to do a bit with our program? They were waiting to buy something from one of the guys. I think I told you yesterday. And they waited, waited, waited. They didn't come. And when they came, my friend was, they were yabbing him. You left your show, we're waiting. And he said that, what? He went for a political round of a particular political party. And he stood there at the rally for six. God, they told them that after the rally, everybody in Atena will be given 3,000 or 5,000. So when they, I know, he broke my friend when he told them that, you know, I spent one, two weeks in this shop without making 2,000. He said, so when they asked me to come and kill and make 5,000, why shouldn't I go? And all of them couldn't talk again. And he was right. 
This guy goes home with 700 at home at times in a day. So they ask him to come and kill for 5,000. Why wouldn't he go? Hopelessness. And it makes people become desperate. Some of the money that people collect in the time of election, they are enough to build amenities on their own. But you see, you think like that because you and I went to you, I went to Ife. But you see, to a person that lives from hand to mouth, there's no future. They don't think about it. Are you following me? Yeah. So when we're in school in the bath, they said that one particular man, he will stand in the bath and have his bath, and the water, they will use it to cook rice. And uh, people will eat that rice, their destiny will go, for his, for, go into his fortune or something like that. And he will, he will give them food. People are always sitting in his house, but they never rose. And somebody was trying to preach about the person, like, did you hear that this man is using your destiny? <laughs> and he gave a very remarkable answer. He said, I know. He said, what is the point of a destiny that cannot feed you? He said, without coming to this man's house, I stay in gutter, I don't have anything to eat. He said, so when the destiny was not being used, no food to eat, now that somebody is using it, at least there is food to eat. He said, I've been making a user. You know, he's, you know, he's being logical. Really, you, until you understand his plight truly, what is he going to do? Are you following me? Praise the Lord. Are you following me? Amen. In the last two weeks, as a church, in the last two weeks, it should be well over 370,000 naira. We audit our accounts every year, and we use a standard auditor. 370,000 that we're giving out to charity. I just remember we are planning to relocate every now and then. Even though welfare is in charge, so people will use time to bypass welfare, they will talk to me. And sometimes, at times I transfer from my own account, at times I send them to welfare. Welfare will write a check for them and tell them that this is it. So church is doing this, so I'm doing my own. Many times I plan to do something and then my money is coming down, coming down, coming down through charity. And I say the truth in Christ. And at times I wonder that this can only sustain people for a while. Number one, every Christian must be taught to stand financially. When you start teaching people, so people will turn their hearts off. Do not let the devil trick you. There is an anointing, there is a faith. The word of God works. When we give in obedience, we are blessed. Yes, but that's not the only thing, truly. We need to also step out there and do something. And a Christian cannot afford to be lazy. You must be excellent in what you do. God will not bless your hand. He will bless the work of your hand. So if there's no work on your hand, what's he going to bless? And you know what? The more works, the more options you have, the greater your blessing. But you must be a giver. Let nobody talk you away from that. That's the truth. Oh, my time is up. Oh. Is somebody, let's just read Ruth. I might not dwell on it. Let's just read. Ruth, Ruth chapter 1. You know the story there? There was famine. Elkanah just woke up one morning, took his wife and his two sons and traveled to the land of Moab. Who asked him to go? And the man died. And then his first son died. And then his second son died. What about if Elkanah stayed in Israel? Oh, I have met people who were doing well. Earning 260, 270. Yes, not sufficient. But they said they were led to leave their job and they left wandering forever. Five years have come and gone now. Which voice spoke to them? That's the Bible said that they would not follow the voice of a stranger. I have seen people who went to pray. 
and eventually married somebody, said that they were led, that that's the person they should marry. And from the kids are the boxes to see. You know God never sent them to that marriage. The Bible says God tempts no man with evil. He will not send under a man that will be punching you. A man whose ability to point is greater than that of my tithing. And that's what we see. Voices coming. There was one that caught the guy while they were dating, cheating with another girl, and walked away. And he said that people were praying with him, and they told him that God told her that God said she should go back to the relationship. The guy never left the adulterous way of life. It was later a friend was telling that a year into their wedding, that even on the bachelor's night, he left with another girl. And he said, now the marriage is broken up. So who, who told her? Thoughts of strangers, words. One of the things that we should do, pray that God should lead you to the wisdom of the just at all times. There is a wisdom of the just. Sometimes, unconsciously, you are taking a decision, but it's the right one. You don't even know. You might be going this way, and then you turn. One day, at Treme Cotters, a pillar fell. Thank God there was nobody there, and broke the ground. Bishop Mary sat down worshipping before. He just stood up like, what's going on? As he stood up, another one fell. You know, he's built on water and broke the chair into pieces. He just turned back like this. The chair he got off from completely shattered and nothing happened to him. It's not every time the Holy Spirit speaks. Sometimes he directs you. Wisdom of the just. You are driving. Slow down. You don't understand why you are slowing down. Wisdom of the just. When the army generals crashed that time, many of you, you have read the story. One of them later became a governor. He came down for his superior. He was in the plane. And they said that there was no more problem. There was no he came down only for the plane to crash. Wisdom of the just. How does this happen? When the Zambian players died in the plane crash, only Kalisha Boya did not die. Something made him not to join the squad that even though he was not their best player, he ended up becoming the coach of Zambia. The wisdom of the just. It is the mindset of the just that makes you make the right decision. That made that, 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 that messenger I mentioned. Everybody was going to be to Oga by December. Oga is Christmas time. And the man was a very generous man. was giving gifts to anybody. He was about to go and meet Oga to give him something. And then a thought will call to him that no. All of us are always asking this man for something. And he went to a shop and just bought a card and a bottle of wine. And he said, sir, Every December, you give to all of us so much. He said, but nobody said, this is small. It's nothing compared to what he gave. And the man was moved to tears. He told his wife, that I know my life. People receive from me. They don't give to me. And he said, you know what? Mention a place that I said, they told me that I won one house somewhere. He said, I'm not even going to check. The key should be my period. He said, go and take the house. The guy got there and he found a standard duplex in an estate. And the man said, I know that you cannot maintain the house. Every two years, I change the furniture in my house, so they are coming. So I've told them, when they come and pick the one here now and put new one, they should take the old one to your house. A messenger in one day. Wisdom of the just. This is why it is important to pray that, Lord, I'm a stranger in this world. Show me light. So Jesus said, I am the light of the world. If anyone follows me, he will not walk in darkness. Do you know some people have darkness about the job they do? They just don't know how to rise beyond where they are. Illumination. 
He gave that guarantee. John 8, 12. If anybody follow me, follows me, he will not walk in darkness, but he will have the light of life. He will have the light of life. Marriages break because people don't have the light of life. Or now to organize that home. If light of heaven shines on your 50,000, you will have an understanding of what to do with it that will bring a blessing. It is true. We don't wait to become to have millions to rise. Sometimes say, but what do you do with what you have right now? The stature that you have, the house that you live in. Don't you know already that to even be in Lagos or any an asset? When you go around Nigeria, you will understand Lagos is way, way, way ahead of other places. So if you are in villages all around Nigeria who want to come to Lagos, the only the only the only restricting factor is that they have nobody to stay with in Lagos. Here you are in Lagos. That's what they are not saying. So they are even in the Kedja. Something when you start asking God for life, you begin to see what you can do. Lift up your hands and just bless the name of the Lord. Oh, glory to God. Praise God. Just praise Him. Say, Father, thank you. Thank you for your word. Now, you can actually pray in a minute. I love services ending on, on prayer notes. Say, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, I receive light. I'm a follower of Jesus Christ. Christ lives in me. So I have the light of life. I have understanding of the systems of this world. The world is not dark to me. My world is not dark to me. My world is not mysterious to me. Oh, open my eyes in the name of Jesus Christ. There are steps to take. I receive enlightenment. I receive illumination. I receive revelation. In the name of Jesus Christ. I receive revelation. In the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, we give you praise. We worship you. We adore your name. We give you praise. We worship you. Thank you for the wisdom of the just. Christ has been made unto us wisdom and power. He lives in us. Oh, blessed be your name. We worship you. We adore you. We give you praise. We give you praise. We lift up your name. We adore you. Blessed be your name. Blessed be your name. Oh, thank you, Father. Oh, blessed be your name. We praise. We praise. We praise. We praise. We praise. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Oh, glory to your name. Glory to your name. Glory to your name. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. He will guide you. He will order your steps. He will lead you. He will give you a mindset that always makes the right decisions. In the name of Jesus Christ, may you function in it. May you walk in it. In the name of Jesus, may you walk in it. In the name of Jesus, may you walk in it. Oh, blessed be your name. In Jesus' name. The only instruction I'm going to give to everybody is pray. Pray more and more in the spirits. Pray more and more in the spirits. Pray in tongues more than ever before. It will guide you. It will guide you. Pray in tongues more. Hallelujah. If you haven't been a giver, make up your mind from today. That ends for the rest of your life. Don't wait for any man to talk you into it. Don't wait for anybody to cajole to say, come and so one million dollars, come and do this. Or no. Just make up your mind. In all your ways, you acknowledge God. That His grace rests on your finances. You know that there is a favor working for you beyond your ability, you know, you see it at work, you see God at work, hallelujah, 
you just see that this is God working. This is God working. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you for listening to the teaching. We believe you have been blessed. Worship with us at David's Court, number 25 Mojidi Street, off Towing Street, Ikeja, Lagos. On Sundays, our first service starts by 8 a.m. and our second service by 10 a.m., while our midweek service starts by 7 p.m. on Wednesdays. Go and do great things. God bless you.